and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how you doing tonight? I am doing great. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great. I know we are here to talk about one of your favorite things that Disney does, and we're bringing Don't on... Don't I say that a lot, though? <laughs> no, but th- this is this is legitimate. <laughs> this is legitimate. It is one of your favorites. No, it's not the Sky Gondola, but it is, it's, a, it's a close second, if not just slightly above it. And we're bringing on a guest tonight, somebody that is an avid adventurer by Disney, to talk about Adventures by Disney. And I'm going to let you do the introduction, since you have the personal relationship, and kind of take it from there, and I'll pepper with some questions. So take it away, Sandy. I am so excited that Mike Venero is with me. Mike and I met many years ago on an adventure, and we were actually both celebrating our kids' graduation. And Mike and his wife and his whole family are just such wonderful people that we've remained friends since then. We've traveled together since then. We've met up in the happiest place on earth. So Mike, welcome. I am so excited to have you here to talk about an adventure you did without me. Yeah, Sandy, it's great to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah, I know we did miss you. We thought about you every day and that's no joke. Uh, Just meeting you was such a serendipitous point for us in our, our traveling and adventurous lives. And uh, it's been it's been a great relationship so far. Looking forward to many years to come. But uh, yeah, it's great to be here with you tonight. Well, Mike and his family have done what I call the ABD trifecta. We've talked in past episodes how I do love Adventures by Disney, but there's so many different types of adventures. So Mike has done land adventures. As I said, we met in Peru and he had previously done Costa Rica. He's done a river cruise, and tonight he's going to share with us his experience on the Galapagos expedition. He spent eight days on board the Galapagos legend. So, Mike, what made this out of that big portfolio? Because I always have such a hard time picking my next adventure. What made you pick this one? Well, it had been a bucket list for quite some time. My college roommate went uh, about... Oh, just about 30 years ago, he and his new bride uh, went there for their honeymoon. And I saw pictures when they got back and I I was completely jealous and envious. And I said, I've got to get there uh, because it's just it's it's just it's an amazing place. It's so storied in history, you know, from from Darwin and and the stories and history and and learning about it in school. Uh, it, it just, the pictures made it come alive for me. And I just said, I've got to get there. It just took me a lot longer than I thought it would. I can definitely understand that because I was Facebook stalking you and Leanne as you were traveling. <laughs> and you guys put up some awesome pictures that while Galapagos was never on my bucket list, your pictures have certainly made me rethink that. We couldn't miss. I mean, I mean, really, the the adventure itself, every day we were this close to nature you're just you're just right there next to it and, and i think the, the the thing that was so amazing about it is you know you hear about you know the blue-footed booby and you hear about the albatross and you hear about uh the giant tortoises you you, you hear about those stories and you go, oh gosh am i i'm wondering if i can am i going to see them am, am i going to be able to get close enough to and let me tell you you are right there with nature you are right there with them so much so that they have to remind you these are these are animals that don't really expect uh, any danger from you. And so they don't move. So we are instructed to you know, give them adequate space. 
but literally you are you are just right there with nature it's just an it's an amazing experience to to be there with nature and these these unusual creatures so besides that up close personal experience what would you say was the top highlight or two because i know it's got to be impossible to narrow down but best best thing top memory of the trip for you oh gosh the the top sort of nature memory was probably swimming with sea lions this there's this group of sea lions that we got to snorkel with one morning in this cove and the young ones would just swim right up to us uh, they would you know grab at the little straps and it was it, they was just it was playtime and it, it was just so amazing because all you had to do is just sit there and float and they would just come up swim up to you real qu- quick look at you in your mask and then swim away and you know it, it was just it was almost euphoric to be there with with these pups uh, and then that very abruptly ended when the bull came out of his little hiding spot in this cave and started bellowing and it got all of the guides attention where they all said okay everybody out of the water that is a signal that it's time to go playtime is over and i thought that was one of the most memorable relatable moments during the entire trip for me Uh, that's amazing that's the kind of thing that you definitely read about and you see in movies and you wonder does that really happen and that sounds amazing to see the reality of being that close to nature and having the respect that while you were tourists and you were definitely on a trip and they were trying to show you everything that they knew when it was time to pull back. Yeah. And I think that was neat about the, the guides that were there. I mean, they, they just know the area so well. They, they're, they're so uh, immersed themselves in the, the culture of the Galapagos, what it means to the planet. Really. They don't, they don't, uh, they understand what that is. There's, hardly anybody there that's the other thing is that you you think that you, you picture a vacation you picture a tourist area you picture the galapagos and you, you might think oh there's going to be a whole bunch of people there and it's gonna be crowded there aren't you know there's a they, there's a very limited number of people that they let go on these tours that there's only a you know 100 people that were even allowed on the galapagos legend it's a hundred person boat that's the biggest boat they can have uh for this type of adventure and so uh, it, it's, it's very exclusive. You really get the sense of the isolation and the desolate, uh, desolate nature of the Galapagos because it's harsh. It's, it's harsh territory. Uh, one of the islands we went on was nothing but lava rock, and we had to traverse lava rock the entire four or five hours that we were there. Wow. That's awesome. I'm going to pick up <laughs> on one of the things that you just said. You talked about the guides being there. And I know when you got home, it was one of the top things you said to me. When people have heard me talk about Adventures by Disney, they hear me talk about what we call our adventure guide team. And for all my adventure guide friends listening, I miss you all and I need to travel more frequently. But this trip is unique. And I know you said to me, it was like double guides. Can you talk about all the bonus guides slash specialists and naturalists that you dealt with? So they had a team of naturalists there. So there was probably about seven of them uh, all together. So they broke us up into into teams, and each of the teams had names. Ours happened to be the iguanas. And actually, I have a little wooden iguana here that I keep on my desk as a reminder uh, <laughs> of, of, our, of our little team. Uh, so they divide us up, and they really want to make it very, uh, immersive. They want you to 
be able to understand and be educated by uh, by these naturalists and understand what what the Galapagos Islands truly means to to them and the culture of it. What made it super special for us is that our guide was next level, Sandy. Uh, his name was Jorge Torres. Uh, he was the former governor of the Galapagos. Uh, he was the most humble, knowledgeable, uh, down-to-earth, relatable person that I think I've ever, I've ever encountered. Definitely, you know, in in, in sort of a tour sense, uh, he 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 didn't seem like he was a tour guide. He seemed like he was your own personal, you know, family member that just happened to be very very conversant and and knowledgeable about the Galapagos <laughs> so much so that several of the trails that we went on he himself actually created 30 years ago and so it, wow. it, it, again it, you just can't get we couldn't have ordered that let me put it that way I, I couldn't have said hey Sandy I want you to get me a trip to the Galapagos and I want this guy who has at least 35 ex- years experience he was the governor of the Galapagos and I want him to be our personal guide you couldn't have done that for me. We had that just happen with Adventures by Disney. It was it was phenomenal. He, and he 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 is the, the he's the main reason that that trip was as amazing as it was for me. We just learned so much from him, and it was such a great uh, he's such a great person to get to know personally because he's such a, such such a great human being. So, Mike, you talked about this being your your fourth adventure, right? That we yeah. I picked up on that in the beginning. So. I guess the question is when you've done a couple of these, you know, we talked a little bit before recording today about the nature of these types of experiences, but what really surprised you about this trip, especially having gone on previous adventures? What was surprising other than the couple of things that you've already listed, which is which are incredible, but what, what really surprised you and jumped out about this trip? So this trip, you know, we talked about the trifecta a little bit earlier, right? The land, the river, the expedition. And what makes the expedition different is it's incredibly physical. Uh, we we snorkel about every day that we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hiked many miles every day. You know, we were climbing over things. We were going over rough terrain. It was it was the most physical vacation I've ever been on. You know, one of those things they say. You know, travel travel while you can. Travel while you're physically able because there's certain things you can't do. Uh, this is one of those trips that you've got to make time for uh, when you're physically capable, because otherwise you'll miss out on so much of the greatness of it. Uh, and I think that's the thing that surprised me, Jeff, is that it, it just it was it was really physical, and and I, I love that part of it. It just it, it made it more real, it made it more visceral. Sometimes on adventures they take us all over, and this one is no exception. You were on planes with them, you were on boats as your hotel, so to speak. And then I believe you guys are out on Zodiacs pretty often. How did you find all of those different changes and getting through the transportation and settling into your new home? Uh, you know, once we were on the boat, it was it was pretty much like the river cruise we'd have been on before or, or even a cruise ship. Cabin rooms were extraordinarily nice, even though the ship was, was a little dated. The rooms were very nice. The ship was very capable. Uh, and, and serviceable. It was so. It, 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 if you think about an exp- scientific expedition where you're roughing it and everything seems to be very cold and metallic, no, it was a warm ship and it, it had some very nice features to it. The way that it all worked, the timetable that we were under, because there was so much to see and there's so much they packed in on this trip that 
everything had to go off almost without a hitch. And so the, the Zodiacs, they were right there on the boat and we, we, when we needed them, they were brought around and flipped down and, and we'd be off and running and they would get all hundred or so of us to wherever we were going within minutes, within 20, 30 minutes, we'd be already in, in and immersed in our adventure for that day. All of the transfers just were, again, it's, it's adventures by Disney. It's, it was all seamless. All of our guides were, were right there, making sure that we were in the right lines in the airports, making sure that we had, you know, front of the line access to our boats and, and different transfers and transportation. And again, that's why you, that's why you choose adventures by Disney because that's what you want. Uh, you don't, uh, you, you don't want to kind of be waiting in places and wasting time in airports or in lines. Uh, you want front of the line service and that's, and that's what we kind of expect. And that's what we got. Tell us a little bit more about the ship. What did you think of the dining room and the food and some of the amenities that they had on the ship? Uh, let, let's start with the food. The food was was fabulous. Again, all all fresh, uh, great assortment of food, fruits, meats, pretty much anything that you want. There's really no no dietary concerns because I think there was something a little something for everybody there, and and nothing really processed, nothing. Nothing run of the mill. It was it, nothing frozen. Everything was really fresh, freshly made, and th- they really mixed it up with the menu too. So you weren't getting repeats, right? It wasn't like that cruise buffet where every you every day you go and you get uh, the same same thing just on a different day. Every day was different. Every day had a little bit of a of a Galapagos South American Ecuadorian flair to it. Uh, so that made it uh, super, super nice and, and something to look forward to as you as you kind of started the day off. I wonder what, what today's going to be, what, what dinner's going to be like today. Because you just, you really never, never, ever really knew. Uh, the, the ship itself, smaller, about 100 people, but yet we weren't on top of each other. You know, there was enough space. There wasn't, uh, it wasn't really a time where I felt that we were, I, I felt claustrophobic. I really felt that we were on a ship that gave us the opportunity to enjoy ourselves, to find a, a little place if we needed some quiet, or to engage with new friends that we had just met in a in a cozy area where you know we could we could get a drink or we could just sit, play a game, or or watch what was going on off the side of the boat. And that and let me tell you that was. Often, you know, we we'd watch a shark a shark feeding frenzy one night. We see sea wow. turtles off this off the side of the boat the other another night. Uh, so it was the, the boat. I, I think the size was just perfect for what we were there to do: uh, adventure and and commune with nature. And so, more than serviceable, quite good. That's awesome. And I was just going to ask you, what was a typical night once you were back from excursions and dinner was over? But it sounds like nature provided most of your evening entertainment still absolutely and and out there remember when the when the lights kind of go out everywhere there's there's not a lot of light coming from the islands so when you look up at the sky you get that sort of again one with nature type of experience where you see more stars than you see uh, where you normally call home that was also a great deal of fun the moon lights up the water, and a lot of times the the wildlife there won't go to sleep before you do, and so you get a chance to 
to check that out. It was great. We we did that on many a night because you and you wanted to be out there on the deck. You wanted to be watching because you never knew what was going to happen. You never knew what you were going to see, and you didn't want to miss out. So a lot of us gathered around uh, the, uh, the stern of the boat and just waited for something to happen. And when it did, everybody <laughs> rushed to watch it. It was very, very cool. And I know you mentioned briefly, it sounds like this is really, as we said, a different kind of adventure. On our land adventures, it's usually up to 40 guests and the two guides, and you really get to know everybody. You're always traveling together. You maybe rotate who you're eating meals with. And then when we went on our river cruise together, it is a lot more people. But again, different people go off on different excursions during the day. And so you do kind of mix and mingle with the whole ship. Here it sounds like each day you were in a preset group of people. So did you find that you tended to dine with those people and have a more limited in interaction with a more limited number of people on the ship? Or did you really get opportunities to mix with everybody? So the boat afforded us a great opportunity to be able to mix with people. They, they put you in groups of 12 to, yeah, I guess 12 to 16 Ours had 12 to start, but there was a, um, a family with, a, with us with a young boy, and there were no other children in our group. And he really wanted to, his parents wanted him to be with, in a group with some of the other kids. So they got transferred to another group, and they never replaced them with anybody else. So it was the eight of us. And, you know, we all liked each other. And so we ate almost every, I think we did eat every meal together. Uh, and we just, it was like, it was our own little family pod. And so that's what we did. But that doesn't mean, yeah, we didn't get to meet other people. There, there, were, there were activities that kind of got you engaged with some other people. And some of the excursions when you were snorkeling or when you were uh, going to the beach or, or doing certain things, the other groups were there and you, and you got to mingle when you weren't doing a, a, a nature hike or some sort of educational, uh, some sort of educational aspect to the trip. So we did meet other people, but we were very, very happy with the group that that we were with and so many stories to tell so much uh life experience to share and just for each one of us for all all, all four of us couples this was a bucket list trip and i, I think we, we we just enjoyed i think the amazement in each other's faces as much as we did just experiencing ourselves so it was that it was that kind of a that kind of an experience well, and you've used a couple of words there in that last bit of storytelling there. And one of them was story, right? Story to tell. And the other was experience. And I think that's exactly what brings us to the table each time we talk about Disney. And Adventures by Disney is absolutely no exception to that. You've articulated, and Sandy, you have as well, and you have on many other shows as well, Sandy, so many experiences that Adventures by Disney provides that tell the authentic story of where you are. And so whether it's a story that we're talking about visiting a, a galaxy far, far away on a theme park or visiting, you know, a remote island, it's all about the storytelling. It's all about the experience. So I guess, Mike, what I have to ask you and Sandy Pepper with your experience as well, what haven't we covered tonight as far as this adventure? It's we hard don't to have another words. three hours, Mike. <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard to put in the words because it's so much. What we haven't covered is just the emotion of it, I think. Sure. You know, it's you get emotional there when you learn about this very special place that many people have struggled very mightily to preserve for the world. 
And despite all sorts of outside pressures, political pressures and whatnot, this group of oh, I call I'll call them shepherds. They're shepherding these islands, and they're committed to them. They're 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 not getting rich. And they're not getting fame or or glory. They're truly people dedicated to preserving a part of the world uh, that tells a story of the world. Yeah, and that emotion gets to you. It got to us when we were there. And, and I think it's almost opposite of what pops in everybody's mind when they first think of Disney. You think of the show and on stage and Broadway and these great productions. But the difference with Adventures by Disney is that it's real and it's authentic and they haven't maneuvered or manufactured any bit of it. And you're seeing that true beauty that's out there in the world that sometimes some of us in the U.S. and some of us in big cities in the U.S., forget what's out there and it really just takes you back it, it does it, you're right and it's one place where disney just lets the story of the world unfold by itself and that's really what happens here is that they see a story and they just let it tell itself well that's amazing well i would ask you where you're off to next mike but i do happen to have a little insider information here i know this stuff sandy <laughs> and, and i know that you'll be headed to egypt and headed to australia with yeah. Adventures by Disney. So I'll ask the next best question. When you pick up that nice big book of adventures, and if you're like me, it's always a what first. I know you've got your next, your what next, but what's next after that? What's what's top on your list that you'd love to see? We've been traveling without our kids. And like you mentioned, we traveled to Costa Rica with them to show them, you know, the Central America. We took them to Peru to show them a little bit, a little flavor of South America. But both of my kids are, are huge Lord of the Rings fans. And I love reading the, the books myself, The Hobbit, you know, Lord of the Rings. And so we told them for Christmas in 2025, would you guys be okay if we just kind of ditched the presents and we gave you the gift of Adventures by Disney to New Zealand? And wow. they both said yes, they would love that. <laughs> How generous of them to just to, so, to be willing to play so that game for like, you. Sandy, that's what we're going to be doing. And you'll be the first to uh, know about it. Well, that is awesome. And I am grateful for that because I have loved your friendship. I have loved traveling with you guys. And I hope that we get to do it many more times. And I am so grateful that you took your time and joined me tonight. Oh, we're, we're grateful for you, Sandy. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been great being here with you. Kind of, I'm reliving Galapagos in my mind. And I really... Uh, Appreciate both you and Jeff taking me down that uh, down that uh, memory lane trip because uh, it was it was a once in a lifetime. Well, thanks for taking the time, Mike and Sandy. Thanks for doing a lot of the heavy lifting tonight, since this is an area that you are incredibly well versed. I appreciate your expertise every week, but especially this week, and enjoy the rest of the week. My pleasure. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Tis. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Dis by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.